So Moses, he had a hot anger, but once again, he's praying to the Lord. Lord, if you do not forgive, I know this is what they did. They made this God of gold. But if you don't forgive their sin, then blot me out of your book. Moses came a long way from killing an Egyptian at the age of 40, from telling God to send someone else at the age of 80, and now saying, Lord, just blot me out. I don't even want to go to heaven if you're not going to forgive them. Thankfully, God would not allow this. Welcome to The Cleansing Word. We invite you to stay with us as Pastor John Pinnell of Calvary Chapel Lake Villa takes us through a verse-by-verse study from God's Word. Each Monday through Friday, we'll be airing messages to encourage you in your faith that you might grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you enjoy this broadcast, and I'll return at the close of this teaching to give you more information about our church and how you can obtain a copy of this message. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. Let's go ahead and uh, open in prayer as we are going to look at God's Word from Exodus 31 and 32 this evening. Father, we thank you for this time to come together, to gather, to worship you, to lift up our voices in song and praise and adoration to, Lord, have the youth, the children gather in the building as well. And for those who are listening on the radio tonight or maybe through social media or through the video feed on our website, we just pray, Father, that your will would be done in this place and uh, through the words spoken, no matter where, those words might be heard tonight. So we ask, Father, that your grace would be with us as we look into your word. Help us to learn from your word. Help us, Lord, to gain courage from it. And we thank you, Lord, for the examples of the men and women that you give us from Scripture that we can learn from both the good and bad, from positive things that we find done or from negative things that we find done. Lord, you're able to teach us through these things. So teach us this night, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So tonight we're looking at Exodus 31 and 32, and I titled the overall study, If You Will Not Forgive. And these words uh, coming from the mouth of Moses to God, and really we find that God does a work in the heart of Moses when he says these words. Moses was not challenging God's authority, but I believe that God was working in Moses' heart in such a way that we find that someone who did not want to be Israel's deliverer got to the point to where he was willing to have his name blotted out of the Lord's book of life if God refused to continue to go on with Israel. And so it's not that Moses with these words, if you will not forgive, was threatening God. 
but I believe it's really exposing the heart of Moses as the spiritual leader that God knew he could be when he called him to deliver the children of Israel. So he came down off the mountain. We learned something here. I thought this was interesting, verses 15 and 16. Moses turned and went down from the mountain, and the two tablets of the testimony were in his hand. The tablets were written on both sides. On one side and on the other side they were written. Now the tablets were the work of God and were written by the writing of God engraved on the tablets. I thought it was interesting that back when I was in Sunday school as a junior, before I was a teenager, we were in a boys' Sunday school class and we made a craft, a ceramic of the Ten Commandments. And, you know, it's kind of the very similar thing that we often see. The two tablets joined together in the middle as one with the Ten Commandments uh, written, you know, five on one side, five on the other. But here in verse 15, it tells us two tablets God wrote on both sides. So the backside of my ceramic Ten Commandments, it was nothing back there. It wasn't written on both sides. So unique, just interesting to me these Moses would quickly destroy, as we will see. But they were written by the finger of God. Deuteronomy 5.22, These words the Lord spoke to all your assembly. In the mountain, from the midst of the fire, and the cloud, and the thick darkness, with a loud voice, he added no more. He wrote them on two tablets of stone and gave them to me. And today, God writes that story on our hearts. As I said earlier, I quoted a different passage earlier, but this one from 2 Corinthians 3, 3, Paul said, Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered to us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, no doubt referring to the Ten Commandments, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. So a clear reference by Paul to the Ten Commandments as God wrote on these two stone tablets on both sides in the commandments of the Lord. Now he writes those commandments on our very heart. So Moses coming down the mountain now and he meets Joshua. You remember Moses 40 days earlier had left Joshua halfway up the mountain and Joshua is still there. I don't know if he was like hunting and camping for 40 days. It doesn't tell us that Joshua went into a fast. But he is just, he is something. And we get into the account of Joshua as we go through Exodus and Numbers and Deuteronomy and especially the book of Joshua. We'll see a man that he stayed near to the Lord God. He stayed near to the leader of God's people. And God used him in mighty ways. But here he is. He's an assistant to Moses. He waited for Moses. And he said, verse 17, saying this to Moses, there's the noise of war in the camp. But Moses said, verse 18, it is not the noise of a shout of victory, nor the noise of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing I hear. Although Aaron and many of the children of Israel had fell into apostasy, Joshua remained at his post for 40 days and 40 nights. 
If only Aaron and Hur, whom Moses gave the responsibility to watch over the children of Israel, if only they had remained so faithful. Moses had said in Exodus 24, 13 and 14, Moses arose with his assistant Joshua and went up the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. So Moses left the children of Israel in good hands. At least he thought he did. Joshua said, there's a noise of war in the camp. Moses said, no, it's not war. It's not victory. It's singing. But actually, it was war in the sense of not a physical war, but there was definitely spiritual war going on there. First Peter 2.11 says, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. So remember, I think it was healthy for Moses. He had interceded in behalf of the children of Israel before God. God relented of the harm that he was going to do to the children of Israel, even though God will punish them. But Moses had not seen the depravity that they had fell into until we get to verses 19 through 24. So it was, as soon as he came near the camp, he saw the calf and the dancing So Moses' anger became hot. He cast the tablets out of his hands. He broke them at the foot of the mountain. And then he took the calf which they had made. He burned it in the fire. He ground it into powder. He scattered it on the water. He made the children of Israel drink it. And Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon this people? Moses didn't let his older brother get off on this one. It's okay, Aaron. I know they, they complain a lot. I, sometimes I want to give in to him too. He's like, no, what did this people do to you that you have brought? And so Moses condemned Aaron right along with them. So Aaron said, do not let the anger of my Lord become hot. You know the people. You know they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us gods that should go before us, as this Moses, the man that brought us out of the land of Egypt. We do not know what has become of him. Kind of Moses, it's kind of your fault. You're gone for 40 days, you know. And he said, Whoever has any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me. I cast it in the fire, and out came this calf. He kind of made it sound so simple. Just threw him in. Calf came out. Wasn't me. He kind of missed that part earlier where it tells us that he received the gold and then with the engraving tool made the molding calf. Yeah. He was angry. And I think if Moses had not interceded in behalf of Israel while he was up on the mountain, if he hadn't had such a heartfelt prayer to the Lord prior to coming and seeing what was taking place, his anger may have been even hotter. The Bible reminds us, Ephesians four twenty six and 27, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. So when Moses saw that the people were unrestrained, the Hebrew word means to 
let loose to run wild. Moses broke the stone tablets, ground them into powder, mixed them with water. He melted down the golden calf, made the people drink them. Paul tells us, though, be angry and do not sin. Ephesians 4.26. So it is possible to have a righteous anger. He also warns, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Don't give place to the devil. So even if your anger is righteous, if it's not checked, it can often lead to sin. I fear that we may become angry. We may give place to the devil if we do not deal with situations right away. But sometimes we need to wait before dealing with things. So we need to have wisdom in these areas. The one thing we want to avoid is to allow Satan to have a foothold in our lives. James 1.19 says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak, slow to wrath. Verse 20, For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Swift to hear, slow to speak. Slow to wrath. We have a population today that Every day there seems to be a new thing to be mad about. And we'll have a new uh, whatever your profile might be on your social media page and go from one thing to the next, one thing to the next, different profiles, all supporting all these causes. And then a, a day will go by, a week will go by, and then you'll have a new cause. Never accomplish anything, by the way. Just a lot of people with a lot of different causes. They get angry about a lot. But I have to say in their anger, they're allowing and giving place to the devil. We could be angry because of uh, the abortion issue that's going on in our nation right now. And, and there is a righteous side of that anger. There are those who are attacking churches, attacking political leaders. Someone that we have heard speak on Stand Up for the Truth with David Fiorazzo, one of the frequent guests that he has had off and on over the years. They fight for life there in Madison, being uh, firebombed this past weekend. There is righteous anger and a right way to conduct ourselves. There's also a cost of sin, verses 25 through 29. When Moses saw that the people were unrestrained, for Aaron had not restrained them to their shame among their enemies. People were watching. Then Moses stood at the entrance of the camp, and he said, Who's ever on the Lord's side, come to me. And the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him and said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let every man put his sword on his side and go into the camp in and out, from the entrance to entrance throughout the camp, let every man kill his brother, every man his companion, every man his neighbor. So the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses, and about 3,000 men fell that day. And Moses said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord, that he may bestow upon you and the blessing this day, for every man has opposed his son and his brother. So he called for the people who's going to stand with the Lord in the tribe of Levi. And the Levites came and answered the call. They went out in the camp and they executed nearly 3,000 that day. 
Romans 6.23 tells us, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Sin has its cost, and they realized the high cost of their sin that day. But for the faithfulness of the tribe of Levi, God set them aside apart from the nation of Israel that they might serve him at his tabernacle. And so we'll learn about this with the tribe of Levi, that not only Aaron, which is an amazing thing, that Aaron, even though he was part of this, God's grace is so big. He still had him consecrated as the high priest there in Israel. And in that consecration process, there was the sacrifice of the sin offering, and Aaron's sins then had been forgiven by the Lord and would become the high priest. And Aaron, part of the tribe of Levi and the Levites themselves, serving in the nation of Israel. So verses 30 through 35, closing out, Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, these people have committed a great sin and have made for themselves a God of gold. Yet now, if you will not forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book, which you have written. So Moses, he had a hot anger, but once again, he's praying to the Lord. Lord, if you do not forgive, I know this is what they did. They made this God of gold. But if you don't forgive their sin, then blot me out of your book. Moses came a long way from killing an Egyptian at the age of 40, from telling God to send someone else at the age of 80, and now saying, Lord, just blot me out. I don't even want to go to heaven if you're not going to forgive them. Thankfully, God would not allow this. God went on to say, verse 33 to 35, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. Therefore, go lead the people to the place which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit for punishment, I will visit punishment upon them for their sin. God said, don't worry, Moses, I'm going to punish them. It's coming. And the 3,000 dead was not the ultimate punishment of this. So the Lord plagued the people because of what they did with the calf which Aaron made. So God let Moses know that it was an impossibility in the sense for him to blot Moses saying, blot my name out of your book. God said, no, each person's responsible for their own sins. Paul had this similar attitude in Romans 9, 3. He said, for I wish that I myself, he just said, I wish. He knew it was impossible. I wish that I myself were a curse from Christ for my brother and my countrymen, according to the flesh. Moses called your book. He said, blot me out of your book. And God responded, I won't blot you out of my book. Now, some scholars believe that the book that he was referring to here was in a figurative sense. But we do know that there is a book, a book of life, that's seen in the book of Revelation, chapters 20, verses 12 and 15. It's mentioned more than this, but these are two verses where it is named. 
Revelation 20:12 I saw the dead small and great standing before God books were open and another book was opened it was the book of life and the dead were judged according to their works and the things that were written in the books in verse 15 if anyone is not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire so he said my book there is a book he also said my angel God first promised to send his angel back in chapter 23, saying, I will send my angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you to the place that I have prepared, to bring you to the promised land, my angel. Many believe that this is referring to Christ himself going before them in the wilderness. And he referred to the calf that Aaron made. The Lord was angry with Aaron and according to Deuteronomy 9, 20 and 21, would have destroyed him. Deuteronomy 9, 20 and 21, the Lord was very angry with Aaron, would have destroyed him. And Moses said, so I prayed for Aaron also at that time. Then I took your sin and the calf which you have made, burned it in the fire, crushed it, ground it in very small until it was fine as dust and threw it into the brook that descended from the mountain, made them drink from that brook. Moses reminded the second generation before they went into the promised land, God was so angry with Aaron, he would have destroyed him. But I prayed for Aaron also. We need to understand that in the prayers of others can be so significant in people's lives to be prayer warriors, praying for the needs of others. You never know what God's going to do because of those prayers. So God's grace, Aaron went on to become, as I said earlier, the high priest of Israel. God is not only a God of vengeance, but according to Psalm 99.8, he is the God who forgives. So I, I have to confess, I, I don't want my name blotted out of the book of life. For the sake of this wayward nation, America, America, God shed his grace on thee. Yeah, I want to see America come to faith, people that come to faith in Jesus Christ. But I don't want to give up my place as Moses prayed. But God did not require it from Moses, nor did he require it from Paul. He doesn't require it from you or from me. What he does require, though, is that we would overcome in this life overcome by our faith in Jesus Christ. Revelation 3, 5, as we close out tonight's teaching, he who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot out his name from the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Secondly, we are to love God and to love our neighbors. Matthew 22, 37 through 40 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And though it is through this type of love that we get a glimpse of God's great love that he has bestowed upon us through our intercessor, Jesus Christ. John fifteen thirteen reminds us, greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life for one's friend. 
And Father, we thank you, Lord, in this account of the now these two chapters tonight, Lord, and you can redeem, you can forgive, even those who commit great sins, like I believe Aaron did here, and how he led and participated with the people. Still, your blood covered him. He was forgiven, and he became the high priest of Israel. So, Lord, we too are people who are prone to sin, but your grace is big. Your mercy is great. Forgive us, Lord, I pray. Help us to serve one another. Be filled with your spirit. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Look forward to being with you, either here through our social media page. I'll just uh, throw it out there. I learned Sunday. We have a podcast now. So if you want to look us up, tonight's message will be in the podcast. And if you look up your podcast, whatever device you might have, Android or an Apple, look up the Cleansing Word Podcast, and you'll find us there. Cleansing Word Podcast, Little Dove, and you'll find us there. Pray that God would bless you and keep you, that His face would always shine upon you and give you peace. God bless. Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into His image by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you would like more information about Calvary Chapel, or if you would like a copy of today's message, please contact us at 847-265-0646. That's 847-265-0646. Thank you so much for joining us today. And may the Lord richly bless you as you worship Him today.